live and re-recorded. This is the Red Radio Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on February 21st, up and down, 21st, 2018, to hit the internet on February 22nd, 2018. How are you? God damn it, you missed me. You missed me, you son of a bitch. Your life is not complete without me. You need to hear some incredibly negative podcasts at least once a week, and it's this voice. Am I right? Am I right? You old sailor, you absolutely missed me. You, I see you smiling. I see you. I see you. Uh, yeah, so last week, my, my life came uh, just crashing down from the heavens and uh, some direct messages from loyal listeners of the Red Ticket Blues podcast saying, hey, uh, you know, half of your feed is gone. Well, I mean, not half your feed, but all your podcasts going back to July 27th, the Brian Kenny podcast, they disappeared. And I'm like, uh, that that's not good. Uh yeah, that that that's not that's not right. So, I I know I guess now everyone has a podcast, so it can't be that difficult. But I know some people look at me like, "Wow, Brian must be you know technologically sound or something." No, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. It took me an ages to get it on iTunes and whatnot and do everything. So I'm just sort of looking at this. I uh, I think I gave money to people to figure it out, like consultants, and then I requested the money back because I didn't think they knew what they were doing. Well, I absolutely had no idea what I was doing. So really, really smart negotiations there. Here, here's my credit card. Absolutely. Give me my fucking money back. No, I want a refund. I don't know what I'm doing. So where am I? So simple Google search, found an article, fixed it. Uh, just fixing some stuff on the cold barren website, the redticketblues.com that just sort of host the podcast and here we are. So I know you missed me. I know you missed me. And thank you to those loyal listeners that, you know, you know, really reached out. And I know some of you, you know, you, you witnessed it and you said, oh, well, that's weird. I'm not going to let them know or anything like that. You are the absolute vermin, vermin of the earth. You are the worst. You are going straight to Hades. And I do not mean Port-au-Prince. <laughs> That's the kind of goddamn humor you missed, because it doesn't get any better than that. Old man shakes fist at cloud. <laughs> Look how fucking funny I am. Anyways, so yeah, I didn't do a podcast last week. I was like, well, I don't. Is this going to attach to the feed? Are people actually going to see this, or is is it just going to be me listening to my podcast, which you know I do at least seven times a day? I mean, I'm behind a lot of my a lot of shows on iTunes. I mean, it's just it's piling up. It's not even downloading anymore because I'm not listening to the shows because I listen to my show laugh, rewind it, laugh, and I think you get the idea over and over again at my own jokes. So you can just imagine how fun my day is listening to myself. I mean, imagine if I actually did that, belonging in a fucking straitjacket in a sane asylum, listening to myself over and over again. Oh man, that was good. But I got to rewind that. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, A-Rod is a jerk. Oh God. Keep it coming. So, but in, in the absence, you know, a lot of things happened. Uh, a lot of things aren't as fresh. They don't pop as much. I still mention it. Sound old as shit, and uh, whatever the case. I guess I guess we'll start. Uh, let's start in the NBA. So, uh, speaking of feeling old, <laughs> the NBA All Star Game, uh, All Star Weekend happened last week, and I know kind of odd way to start, right? But and they were talking about it on WEI uh, the other day, and I was thinking about it as you know, everyone is losing their shit over the All Star Game. It's so fucking unimportant, but it also shows how goddamn popular the NBA is. You know, we can talk about how we love football and how we can't wait for baseball, which, you know, I make fun of those people that are just like, man, I wish baseball was around. Oh, I want to see grown men throwing balls and swinging bats. It's so beautiful. But I tell you, you know, you reach a certain part of the year, and even with pitchers and catchers there, it's it's just, you, you want it. You really do. And I, and I feel like a hypocrite, but I don't give a shit. That, that I'm allowed to do that on the Red Ticket Blues podcast. And you know what? Not even, not even care. 
It's what I do. There, there, there's no restrictions. I can be a hypocrite and it's completely allowed. Everyone else, get the fuck out of my way. You're in my wrath. You're in my wrath. You're... Let me... That doesn't even make any sense. But it's total baseball. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I mean, can it be any more typical of baseball? The fact that everyone's like, yes, baseball started. Pitchers and catchers. Real season starts in a month and a half. You know, it, it defines baseball to a T. It's slow, slow, slow. And we'll, we'll get into the pace of play and everything that's, that's people aren't unhappy, yada, yada, putting restrictions. But anyways, the NBA, like, it's obviously a young person's sport, uh, younger fan base, global fan base, uses social media more, more stars. It shows you how freaking popular the sport is right now. The idea that that many people were watching the all-star game, which they don't even have, you know, it's not even in conferences now. They pick it. It's like, like, like you're on, 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 the, on playing a playground. They pick the teams in this meaningless fucking exhibition of guys that are seven feet tall doing dunks. It's like, I, I oh, wow, oh, look, look, he shot a crazy three. Oh, look at that. I mean, there's no defense played. And again, if you, but I mean, I'll say this, there's no defense played. But if you're watching, if you're going to the NBA All-Star game to watch defense, then, I mean, you've you got a lot of issues. You need, you need fucking help. You need severe help. See a psychiatrist, have a neurological assessment, something, because you, you're, you're not right in the head. You're not right in the head. I don't know. Maybe you're a Rick Pitino supporter, too. Maybe, maybe. But... So you, you had that, and it, it really does. It's so glaring that it's so much more popular than all the other sports. Football had it for a while. You know, baseball's been falling back. It's getting older as shit, older and older and older. Football, I mean, I mean, people are kneeling. People weren't kneeling. People weren't happy and then happy and whatnot. So they, they lost a little steam this year. And then that whole thing with the brain scrambling. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Gross sack. But NBA, I tell you, it is... Uh... And, and, you know, the thing about LeBron James... He's a great player, and he is the oh, breaking news. He's LeBron James is a great player, but you know you have the. Uh, I'm tired of his fucking commenting on everything, and I get you know he's going to get a million questions, and he's going to answer. But like, I don't need to hear about the state of the game whenever like I, no one needs to like fart on the Atlanta Hawks and have LeBron be like, well, you know, I mean, I, I think that, that that's good for basketball. I don't know. Maybe that's something that, like, if Jordan were around, he'd have to do the same thing. But let me here's a here's a question though. Think about this one. Who's better, LeBron or Jordan? It's it's a very good question. I wish more people were talking about it. I wish there was more back and forth. We need debate on this because you know that bullshit's heating up. Because we, you know, I, I've gone back and forth so many times. I'm talking talking about being a hypocrite. I've gone back so many forth, so many forth, so many back. And, I've said that the Cavs were going to be bad. They're going to be good, bad, good, bad. They're they're probably going to be there, you know, at least in the the the, the championship series. And when we'll get LeBron, a classic LeBron game, and then we'll have the whole goddamn conversation over again. Let's talk about Mount Rushmore. Forget Mount Rushmore. MJ LeBron. Come on, let's talk about it. But I mean that this is a, a definitely a me bitching and moaning because the NBA is too young and hip, and I'm not. I mean that's really that's really really where it's going. I mean you know always got to play the hits, like I said. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. Uh, what else? The, the NBA All-Star Game. I, I didn't even see, excuse me, the, the dunk contest. I didn't even see any of it. But I, I saw some highlights like, oh, he did a dunk because he was wearing a throwback jersey. That means the jersey's better. Even so, the hosts, the, the judges are just like, what, what the fuck? That was a dunk. And okay, wow, you're wearing an older jersey. <laughs> wow, the nostalgia really fucking ups the points. I, I didn't understand that, but... 
Uh, I guess that's really a point leading off a real shitty topic with the NBA, Brian. Really? Really? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. So I, uh, I got some sneakers. Yeah, but this is where we're going to go now. I got some sneakers. I'm trying to run it. My wife and I, we're going to run a 5K this Saturday. Yes. Never run a race before. I don't know what's really inspired us. Uh, I think it might be her kicking my ass in it uh, over and over again. We need to do this. We need to do this. I don't want to. I have no desire to run. You're going to run. I don't want to run. I find it boring. And all of a sudden, I've gotten inspired. I don't know. But this Saturday, so when you wake up this Saturday, I will be on the West Coast here beginning to get ready. Get ready. Be, be warming up for my 5K. So feel free to tweet at me, uh, email, direct message, whatever you may want to do, and say, hey, Brian, how did it go? And at that point, I would like praises, and I'd like you to tell me how wonderful I am and how uh, you've never done it, really wish you could, and that you, I'm someone that you look up to. So proceed, and whenever you wake up, it'll be fine. Uh, not, not too early. But I got these sneakers, and uh, boy, the, the <laughs> sounds like talking to your grandparents. Or so I got these sneakers. So I got these sneakers, though, the, you know, the aerodynamic fucking cross-trainer running shoes from Nike, and they have... This probably won't sound as funny. You'd have to actually be there. So on the bottom of the sole, they actually have this like little like like indentation. It goes up and it's almost like a hole, right? And you don't really hear anything when you're running or doing whatever. But when you are on a flat tile surface, smooth, they pop. So go. So imagine walking around places. You know, I wear it to the grocery store and all of a sudden I'm walking around and everywhere I'm going, I'm popping. People are looking at me. It is loud. It is echoing. I look like a horse's ass. So at that point, I figure, all right, I need to make this trip short. Luckily, it was a short trip. So I'm like, let me go faster. No, no, that just increases the popping. And then another, okay, so I slow down. And I'm, you know, I'm moving at the pace of a sloth at this point. And then I'm walking on my tippy toes. Walking on my tippy toes, picking out beer and buying shit. So that's, that's my sneaker story. So luckily those are going to be reserved only for running because I do not need the world listening to me pop, pop, pop. It's like, it's like when George had that, uh, George Costanza had that, that suit that swooshes. Everyone stopped and sort of, what, what is that? I mean, granted, no one uh, you know, made any threats to me like they did with George. He wasn't going to get the job, but be that as it may. So uh, over two so far, Brian, is anyone still listening to this thing? Boy, a little rusty, huh? Little, little rusty on the podcast. Jesus. I saw, uh, well, you know, if, if I'm going to be terrible, let's at least, you know, bask in the enjoyment of uh, other terrible people doing terribly. And that's Michael Rappaport uh, being fired from Barstool Sports, which is great. We all we all hate Michael Rappaport. And, and I'm glad even the, the troglodytes at Barstool recognize how much of a fucking piece of shit he is and how he's not funny. He's, again, he's he's uncomfortable, like Peter Rosenberg, who will get to that that pathetic bunch over at the Michael K. show. Ratings mean something today. Today it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but uh, I will be Team Barstool every day of the week if it's against Michael Rappaport. Now he's... I, if you listen to... It's the kind of thing... It's, it's shit like this. You know, you go on... You go on social media and you just see disgusting people. And I don't mean people get into political arguments, and which, you know, some of them are. But, I mean, people that are like, yeah, I love Michael Rappaport. It's like, I, I we have nothing to talk about. You you are nothing. You are zilch. You, you are... There's no way we can have an actual conversation. And I know maybe other normal human beings could be like, well, I'll get past that. We just have a difference in that. That would be in the back of my mind the whole time. People like that, people, I saw some guy the other day, who was it? Uh, I, I'm a big Michael K fan and a Jimmy Fallon fan. 
Like, there is nothing for us to ever discuss. We are never going to be on the same wavelength. You could be talking about doing, you know, charity work in Africa and how you save children and they, they, you know, they were dead in your arms. They came back to life and, you know, they became a Rhodes Scholar. I would still be like, he likes Michael Kay and Jimmy Fallon. You are... You, you're not a real person. You're 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 a pod. You're not real. It's people like that. So Michael Rappaport, the fans of the Michael Rappaport show, and if you are in any way supporting him, he's again the old fifty-year-old hip white guy. It, it's it's a very minuscule population, and the population sucks. And uh, and for that population in general, eh, I'm not saying I support it. But it wouldn't be against genocide. Little too strong, possibly. So that that was good to see. Um, speaking of, uh, where, where do you go go on for Michael Rappaport? Nothing really. You don't really lead into anything when you talk about Michael Rappaport. I don't know how. I just. I guess. Why is this? I'm trying to get into my phone. It won't let me. All right. Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Eh, let's just jump into baseball. Why not? So baseball has started. The Yankees got uh, Chris. Not Chris Drury. Chris Drury was the uh, wasn't he? The, he was the the Rangers player, the the Trump, the pride of Trumbull, Connecticut, with the uh, 1989 World Series championship, Little League World Series championship. Let me clarify that. Uh, Trumbull, Connecticut, did not win the World Series in 1989. Who won the World Series in 1989? Let's see. 89, I believe that was the was that the A's, 88 Dodgers. No, 88 was not the Dodgers. This is a terrible game, and people are going to be yelling while listening to this. I, I'm not good at this. 70, 87 was the Twins, right? And 89 A's or 90. 90 Reds. 91, 92 Blue Jays. You know, Bill Bird does this on his podcast and I hate it every fucking time and now I'm doing it. 93. 93. Who won in 93? The Giants? No, they didn't win. No. I don't know who won in 93. 94, there was no winner. 93, 95 was the, the the Braves, 96 Yankees, 97 Marlins, 98 Yankees, 99 Yankees, 2000 Yankees, 2001 Diamondbacks, 2002 Angels, 2003 Marlins, 2004 Red Sox, 2005 Cardinals, 2006, hmm, 2007 Red Sox, 2006, well, that's a great question. I don't have the answer. 2006. Okay, this this is going on long enough. Uh, so what, what, there's a lot of different issues in baseball. Let's start with the, the well, let's go from Michael Rappaport, really annoying, useless, and uh, let's go to baseball beat writers. You have John Heyman and Buster Olney, two guys that love the smell of their own farts, just like all baseball writers, whining about who broke a story first. Now, you know, I, I get people in this world. It, it's something to put on your resume. It's something to brag to your nerdy, fat friends at spring training, how you broke a story. These guys put this shit out on Twitter as if anyone gives a flying fuck about who broke a story. Imagine sitting around with your friends being like, yay, remember when the fucking Marlins or, you know, remember when the Angels got Albert Pujols? I know. Hey, who broke that story? I would th- fire a beer can off that person's face if they said that. Hey, but yeah, you know, you know who, who leads the league and stories broke, though, in the American League? Think about that, though. Think about that. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get a pack of smokes. But think about that one. Again, I get in their profession why it's important, but they have these little mini spats in public as if anyone cares. 
<laughs> it's just, it's the most unimportant thing. These guys think there are two instances where these guys think they are bigger than the game. Well, three actually. One, they're in the locker room and they get to look at naked men, and that gives them some sort of special insight at how baseball players play. Number two, when they break stories because they it's a total pissing contest where they can swing their dick around and say, "Oh, look at me, I broke a story." And number three, obviously, is when they vote for the Hall of Fame because they control a building in upstate New York. Whoop de fucking do. In the words of Derek Coleman. No, that's his his comments were whoopty damn do. I took it even further. Derek Coleman d- cannot mess with me. So you have John Heyman and Buster Olney complaining. So th- that's just a just a preview. You know, it was the first week pitchers and catchers. Hey guys, remember us? We're fucking complaining about you know who broke a story about some. I wasn't even was it even anyone important? It was probably some, I don't even remember if it was actually even like a star or if it was just some no name person. Oh well, Joe Schmo of the fucking Salisbury you know Gazette fucking got it. Wow, G- give credit, give credit. And what if I don't give credit? You know, I'd like to be in the media and be like, it just <laughs> what if I don't give credit? What what are you gonna do? What? You can call Twitter and get me suspended. That didn't credit. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Make sure to give credit. Confirmed. I, I love that too. Oh, well, so-and-so, did, it's, th- th- that trade happened. Oh, confirmed. Oh, good. You guys can fucking la-di-da, you know, Shangri-La all over baseball fucking jock sniffers. Whatever. <laughs> confirmed. Make sure to give credit. But back to what I was originally talking about, the Yankees. So the Yankees got, I guess... This Drury guy, which I don't know much about, he's from Arizona. I really, I can pretend that I'm some sort of baseball, you know, connoisseur in a sense that I know anything about this guy, but I really don't. I know he plays third base. He could, uh, you know, bring some competition to the third base uh, position, which is, I mean, I guess officially at this moment, empty as Chase Headley has gone back to greener pasture in San Diego with his friend Eric Hosmer for eight fucking years. So that, that's interesting. Uh, opt out after five, but whatever, still, you know, Eric Hosmer's a nice player. He's like, Perfect for like what the Royals were doing, you know, small, small to mid market, you know, thing. Good luck story, grinder, uh, you know, re- really team guy hustles, a lot of energy, great hands, baseball IQ. You're gonna give him some sort of big contract in San Diego? I mean, San Diego, good for him, man, whatever. But uh, back to the Yankees, so to compete with Miguel Andahar uh, for third base. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, what else is going on with the Yankees? Goose Gossage, not, uh, he didn't, he didn't get an invite to spring training, which uh, I said this on Twitter the other day. I mean, it's nice that these guys go and I, I can, get, I understand if you're probably at spring training, you want to get autographs or talk to them you know, get a picture or whatever. Is there anything less important than old players coming to spring training? Like I went there once and I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, hey, there's Yogi Berra. I was talking, uh, was I talking to Yogi Berra? I think maybe the five-year-old next to me was talking to Yogi Berra. I, I think I said, ha you got it, Yogi. And I'm just like, oh, wow, I had a conversation with Yogi Berra. Um, why are we dressing these men up in uniforms? There, there's some weird things about baseball that just won't die in that sense. It, they just they just won't die. And that thing is Jacoby Ellsbury. No, but, but I mean, come on. I'll be here all night, folks. Um why Why are these old men that are obviously like 100 years old wearing uniforms? Do we need to do this? Can we just have them actually look at things and wear normal civilian clothes and not matching uniforms with the rest of the, you know, athletes out there? Very odd. Very odd. And I, I, are they really helping these guys at all? Like, oh, excuse me. Hey, you guys were in the playoffs. Like, you're, you're current major leaguers. Let me tell you about what worked for me fucking 55 years ago. Oh, oh yeah? Okay. Go ahead and tell me. Go. But Goose Gossip. 
Yeah, we got that's when it's oh god, that's like the old people at your job. They're just like, oh yeah, you don't remember when Bill worked. Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't. When Bill was here, man, we took those files and we threw them right in the track because Bill, he didn't give a shit. You gotta adapt to Bill. So imagine these guys being like, oh yeah, they call that the the jock sniffer pitch. I used to throw that rubber around the crotch and oh boy, that struck, you know, 17 tigers out that day in 1952. It's just like, okay, yeah, is this part of the fucking exchange over? Can I go back to my bullpen session and not listen to this decaying old person? It's... (laughs) It's so stupid. But Goose Gossage did not get an invite because he's very critical of um, Brian Cashman. And he seems like a very bitter old man who 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 thinks that whatever he's saying is somehow enhanced by swearing a lot. And I don't know where the fuck he would get a fucking idea like that because it's total fucking bullshit. So, I mean, grow the fuck up. That's all I have to fucking say about that. Stop being an asshole. But, I mean, that, that was a big deal for, like, a day. Like, and, you know, whatever. Goose Gossage didn't come there and show Roldis Chapman how to throw a fastball. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, what else is going on? Anything else in Yankee camp specifically? I can't really think of every, everything. Seems so everyone's in the best shape of their life. Everyone's just happy to be here. Really excited about what's going on. We got unfinished business. You know, last year, we were just the tip of the iceberg. Hey, does that sound familiar? Oh, it's every goddamn spring training. It's every team in spring training. It's everyone's camp. Yeah, and all the beat writers, you know, they get back to their heroes where they can worship them all. Oh, you should see so-and-so. He really lost weight. Put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle. I mean, he looks great. He looks great. Any question why? No, I have no idea. He just, listen, vitamins, homework, you know, all that. He just really, he got a, he got an extra trainer this this summer. I mean, nothing nothing synthetic, you know, nothing like that. I mean, this this is hard work, eating better. We know this. You know, it's, it's never questioned. Maybe, maybe these nerds in the back, maybe when, you know, behind the cameras, they're just like, yeah, he's on the juice. I don't know if they'd ever do that because they worship these guys. Like Peter Abraham of the Boston Globe worshiping David Price. You know, David Price does this fucking article with Bob Nightingale of the USA Today. And nothing changes with David Price. He is, I said this on Twitter, he is one of the most unlikable athletes you'll ever see. And you know why? I mean, I know you're probably thinking of someone right now and you're like, oh yeah, well, what about so-and-so? Well, I can tell you at one point, they actually had people like them. Like, I immediately thought, well, Brian, you're going to make that statement. What about Barry Bonds? The people in San Francisco worship Barry Bonds. He's hated everywhere else. They worship him. I was going to try to, you know, I think I'm all slick trying to sell tickets. So I look, I see, like, almost immediately, I'm like, oh, wow. They're retiring Barry Bonds' uh, number on uh, August 11th uh, down in San Francisco. So I'm like, all right, well, let me see if I can get in there quick before. Like, I'm going to get it quicker than the scalpers because that's how smart I think I am. Like, that's how big my ego is about some of these things. Oh, yeah, no one's thought of this, Brian. You're the only one on the planet who thought about flipping tickets like this. I looked, the cheapest ticket for that already is like $150. They worship him there. Who likes David Price? Nobody. Oh, well, he was liked in Tampa. Oh, what, from the 17 people that went to the game? And he was a bitch there, too. So he is complaining that um, everyone gets booed in Boston. Everyone gets booed everywhere outside of Tampa, David. And he, the newest acquisition, which you would think, like, the way they, they, they scouted and courted J.D. Martinez, you, you would think he was, you know, Lou Gehrig. But uh, he basically was telling Bob Nightingale, yeah, I got a message for J.D. Martinez, you know, get used to it. You're going to get booed. Well, you know. He's like, David Ortiz got booed all the time. Well, that's a lie. Um, you know, all these other people got booed all the time. David, here's the thing. If you suck, you're going to get booed. But I'll tell you what, if you suck and you're a dick, you're definitely going to get booed. 
Guy does not get it. And of course, you know, he does the posturing, which I, I can't even get mad about. He's like, yeah, we hate the Yankees. But then he almost blamed it on the media. He's like, you guys want that, right? Right? Yeah, we hate the Yankees. We hate the... Why is he just such an argumentative little bitch? Listen, man, I, I get media in Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Chicago. It happens. You know what? They they might get up your ass a little more than the other, than the other, the, you know, cities. It's, it's, but why, why do you do this? Like, why do you make it worse for yourself? Why can't you try to be positive or just leave the whole thing alone? Stop talking to the media. That's the thing. He wants to be negative, but he can't stop talking to the media. Dude, you want to be a, just a complete, like, I'm not talking to anybody and just be a dick like Jeff Kent or something like that. Then do that. Don't talk to people. Stop giving these interviews with people and these stupid fucking sound bites. It just makes no sense to me. But that's David Price. Him and Astro. <laughs> Boy, he, I hope Astro's doing all right. Is he taking his ear medicine? I hope so. But that's what's going on at Red Sox camp. Not a ton of uh, news going on there, honestly. Uh, J.D. Martinez, yes. Leaves the future of Hanley Ramirez up in the air. Who who knows? Um, Mets camp. We got David Wright. Says he's going to give it the old college try. I feel like I've been hearing that since I was in high school. Uh, I feel bad for the guy. But in the same sense, you, you say, David, just retire. Well, you know, he's got like 186 million reasons not to retire. So uh, not that he has that much remaining on the deal. But the Mets would be that stupid. So uh, what else we got going on with the Mets? Uh, yeah, I saw the, the, the absolute outrage for the, the Mets players hanging out with Donald Trump Jr. And then the Mets having to clarify in a tweet that it was just by coincidence. They wouldn't actually want to hang out. Yeah, I know, because the president's son is just, just walking around, wanting to go shark fishing with people, just roaming the Florida shores, being like, oh, man, I really wish I could just go shark hunting with people. Oh, look, it's the New York Mets in Port St. Lucie. Look at this. What a coincidence. Ha, 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 ha. Listen, people. Athletes are not the greatest people in the world. So if you have an issue with Donald Trump Jr., don't don't take it out on the Mets. I mean, really, can you get more of a life? Seriously, just 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 try to get just try just it's a tad, just a little bit. Uh, I didn't really haven't really heard a ton of news coming out of the Mets camp either. I mean, it is early pitchers and catchers, men throwing baseball. <laughs> Speaking of Florida, though, I mean, you have that shooting. Uh, 17 kids die. And you see Marco Rubio right now making an ass of himself. Uh, when taking, he's, he's come to a, two, a new low now. It went from, you know, getting your, getting made fun of by Donald Trump, now getting made fun of by 17-year-olds uh, on a national setting. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen next. If he's just going to go to playgrounds, people are going to throw poo at him. It's it's He set the bar very low. So we'll see what happens going forward. But... And, and the great Simon and Yonkers brought this up. He's like, oh, I don't understand why, you know, Marco Rubio continue. How has he gotten as far as he has? I mean, all he does is look rattled and sweating profusely in like tense situations. It has continued. Think about like a, a performance where that hasn't happened. It's it's whatever. Uh, and now the debate is guns. We have to talk guns, 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 guns. It's too early. It's too late. NRA. I hate NRA. I love NRA. Second Amendment. AR-15s. I'll say this. Uh, I know I, I'm officially a coastal elite asshole living on the East Coast and the West Coast. So I don't know what you people in the center of the country do. I don't know. Just uh, you know, I'm not really sure if you eat your feet. That, that, that's that's like a hobby for you. You eat mayonnaise and you know, I, I don't know, shower three times uh, a month. I, I, I assume that's what you fucking Cro-Magnon people do, but whatever. Uh, the guns, the guns, the guns. So I'll say this. Assault, I mean, this is very edgy take. AR-15s should not be available to c civilians. What about the Second Amendment? Oh, it's, it's, it's our forefathers. 
you know, Thomas Jefferson did not sit there with Sally Hemming, Hemings, yes, taking out failed crops with an AR-15, you know, she'd probably say this seems immoral and not correct. And he said, there's going to be a lot of things that happens with me that's immoral and incorrect, Sally. So just get ready. Just get rid of the gun, get rid of those guns. Now, will life continue? Will these shootings continue? Yes, they will. And I'll tell you why. And uh, once again, you know, again, at, at S-M-A-R-Q-S, the great Simon Yonkers brought it up. You know, guns have always been around. Why have there been, why has there been such an increase in these mass shootings with a very high volume being in schools? Did kids all of a sudden get access to guns that they didn't have before? Maybe they have. I haven't looked at every legal, legal piece of uh, legislature in the last 30 years. I haven't done it. I'm I, As soon as I'm done listening to my podcast for the 24th time, I will do that. But I'm going to have to be an old man again, you know, jumping right off in the NBA. And Simon said it. Think about it. It's social media. You have an avenue. You have a, a forum. For people to go to, become isolated, alone for 18 hours a day, to look things up, to search for things, to make you angry. And if you don't see anger on social media, then you're not looking in the right places. I'm, I mean, it, it's the absolute truth. I think it is. So will these shootings uh, lessen? Very, very good chance. If you think you're going to stop kids from getting guns and going to do this while these like cesspool of social media continues where the most diabolical manipulative man, I'm not even going to say it uh, just terrible people who just say things to you know here's the thing with social media too because it's so tone deaf you don't even know if people are being serious or not so people could just be going in there and trolling and that will get people angry loners didn't have this outlet before now they, they have something to just pump them up it's like injecting them with more hate more anger and guess what they're going to do dumb shit like this no, I'm in no way, I've never held a gun, I've never owned a gun, nor do I have any interest in doing either of those things. I'm just saying, you can go on the crusade with guns, but you are not going to stop things like this. So now, in that sense, I'm not going to say, oh, well, well, you can't even do anything, so don't get rid of those guns. But that, yeah, get, get, get rid of those assault weapons. There's no place for them in society. I 100% agree. And these politicians that are take dirty money from the NRA, and, you know, like Marco Rubio today would not say, you know, he gave the same political fucking song and dance and tap dance, tap dance for the NRA and wouldn't fucking, you know, say that he wouldn't take the money. Shame on him. And, you know, he's, he's very sweaty. So that's that. That that's my gun spiel. I uh, not a gun fan. You get the point, Brian. You don't need to rehash it again. So let's move on to a more pleasant subject. I just I had to get the gun thing in just because it is definitely I don't want to say the flavor of the week because it's more than that. It's the flavor of the week whenever something like this happens. However, some people st- I, I will say this. Um, I say guns are probably one of like a handful of topics that people stay on even when there isn't an incident that occurs. It's one of those things that some people stand like, well, 95% of the people, there's Johnny come lately's 5% of the people stay with it, stay with it. However, a large part of the population thinks that they actually change things by tweeting. Uh, I have to tell you, you know, you have to actually be involved with stuff, uh, you know, talk to, to Congress people, uh, members of Congress and uh, actually do stuff. Because when you just tweet hashtags and like get into arguments with people on Twitter, that's very, how should I say, not productive. It doesn't fucking do a thing. Although you may think it does. Just like owned him. Oh, yeah. I fucking I, I, I quote tweeted Marco Rubio and 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 I it got retweeted a thousand times. Fuck, yeah. It's like, well, that, that what a what a victory. You know, you really did it. That, that'll stop the next school shooting 
And people, people are probably thinking, well, Brian, what the f- better than what you fucking do? And you're right. I'm lazy. And you know what? I, I, I don't do it. So I, I can sit here from my ivory tower and realize it's not so high and it's not so ivory, but I don't give a shit. I'm just pointing out your flaws. I don't want you to point out my flaws. That's not how the show works. That's not how the show works. And if you don't know that by now, get used to it, because that's the way it's going to stay. And it stayed that way. it's been that way from day one. So let's move on to stuff where I'm not looking like a fraud. And uh, let's see, who else could look like a fraud? Let's talk Rick Pitino, huh? Uh, not really anything really changed with Rick Pitino, except for that his legacy in Louisville is now over. It is already tainted. And uh, it, it's funny, you know, you have two guys who uh, who think they're wonderful, and Rick Pitino and Mark Cuban, now, you know, they're caught with stuff. They have no idea what's going on in their own house. Oh, oh, what's this? Oh, I had no idea about... What, what, what's going on? Where am I? What planet is this? What time is it? Am I awake? You know, it's it's funny to watch people lie in public. It's it's something that... it's It's like a train wreck. It's just like, this, you're lying now. And we know the gradual process here. It's the lie... It's the could have done things better. It's the bombshell that comes out and says he knew about it. And then it's the, okay, I could have done some things better, but I didn't know about all this. Then something else comes out and says, I made mistakes. I should have handled this better. I'm disgraced. Go on the apology tour, then do the PR remake. And here we are. Although Mr. Mr. Penis, Mr. Patino is not going to uh, recover from that. Not at all. So uh, Patino's championship and, you know, throw a bunch of years at Louisville there. That is gone. Uh, he, he maintains his innocence. He's never run a dirty program in his life. We all know that's a lie. Uh, I know everything that goes on Minardi Hall, except for the hookers. I, I had no idea about the hookers. The, the rampant women of the night servicing recruits. No idea. I just I didn't know about it. But I knew everything else going on in Minardi Hall. I could hear a fucking pin drop, a mouse squeal, anything. Except when that panties hit the ground. Oh! Um, it was terrible. But, uh, what was I going to say, too? Uh, he's, <laughs> I forgot all about the fact that he has that, <laughs> he has that Louisville uh, championship tattooed on his back, which, man, there's some embarrassing tattoos, and then there's some embarrassing tattoos. I mean, we all know, I mean, listen, the championship's vacated. I mean, it's stupid when the NCAA does it. it their hands are tied, and they have really no recourse in, like, what to do. So it's just sort of like... Well, uh, we'll vacate it. It's just like, well, you know, we know the game happened. We saw it. Uh, you're going to take away a banner. CBS is still going to play the the highlights. Actually, will they still play the highlights? They don't really play the Chris Webb, the, the, the Fab Five games, the championship game. Do they play those? You know, and like a, it's like tournament time. They're just like, oh, remember the game, uh, Michigan versus whatever. Do they play them? I don't know. I mean, they're in cahoots with the, not cahoots, they have a partnership with NCAA. I wonder if they do. I don't know. But I mean, those games happened. People bet on them. People won money. They lost money. The NCAA made money. Do they give all their money back to all their sponsors because the games didn't fucking happen? I'd like to see if that happens. Will it happen? I'm not sure if it'll happen. I hope it happens. Will it happen? But what's more embarrassing for Rick Pitino? The fact that he is like the poster boy of 15 seconds of glory in a uh, restaurant with cheating on his wife? Or the fact that he has a tattoo on his back that from a vacated championship. I mean, he he is he's 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 a disgrace. I mean, he's a disgrace at this point. He is, and they say that this whole thing with all these guys, uh, some sort of Yahoo doom and gloom piece about that investigation what the feds are doing that is going to alter the landscape of college basketball in the next five years or so. Maybe I just made up the five years part. So that'll be interesting. And there are more, it says Hall of Fame coaches. So I'm sitting here with my fingers crossed. Coach K, Coach K, 
You self-indulgent, fucking arrogant piece of shit. I hope this is it. You skated times with Lance Thomas, you skated with Corey Maggette, and there's probably tons of other stuff where you gave guys cash because every one of... Think about it. You think that just some of these guys got cash? I don't blame the kids either. Like, the, I just blame the coaches for being like, oh, we would never do that. We run a clean program. Absolutely. We just seem to get the best guys just want to come and play for me all the time. It's just like, I'm so great. They want to play for me. Do you think that not every, you think if you're a 17, 18 year old kid, a lot of these kids come from shitty backgrounds that they're going to say, oh, those guys can get cash. I'm better than that. I'm not going to do it. Every single one of those fucking blue chip guys gets cash. This isn't a revelation either. It's not like I'm breaking news, but I mean, the idea that any of these guys are not getting money, you need to wake up. (laughs) Every single one of them is getting something. You know, maybe not the, you know, the white kid on the, on the. And the bench never plays. I mean, you know, he's probably just there for the GPA, which we all know is a lot of times the truth. It doesn't have to be a white kid. I'm just saying, you know, any kid, the, the little kid that doesn't play there that clearly doesn't look like a basketball player may play JV his senior year. He's probably there for the GPA. Get that team GPA up. I'm sure. So Rick Pitino, scumbag to the end, and his friend who carries his water and fucking 24-7, Dick Vitale, says he the only thing he's guilty, and I'm worried about Dick Vitale. He's always been an asshole, and uh, you know, when this first came out, I talked about this, how he, he, he was just defending him, but he says the only thing he's guilty of is hiring, oh god, that assistant coach, Andre Barrett. No, there's a Seton Hall point guard. Um, the, the guy who supposedly did all this. You know, because Rick didn't do anything, right? I see nothing. I know nothing. That was the only thing he was guilty of. So, uh, but speaking of uh, Mark Cuban, you know, it's funny. You know, Mark Cuban is another one who I don't hate the guy, but I can see why people do. He turns people off real big. I I control everything in the Dallas Mavericks. You know, this is my team. He looks like the biggest micromanager of the world. Pats himself on the back that he knows everything that's going on there. Just like in Minority Hall, Patino knows everything. And he didn't know about this rampant sexual harassment going on forever. Sports Illustrated article. If you haven't read it, you should definitely read it. That all this is going on. Everybody knows. People in Dallas know. Mark Cuban knows nothing. So this guy who likes to lecture the NBA, he likes to lecture the president, which, listen, I I get it. People in power, especially liberal people, want to wag their finger at the president. You know, you... Everyone has that right, but they, you know, some people use that platform, whatever. I could do without it because I still associate, and I've said it before, I've said it before, stick to sports. I guess the only thing with Mark Cuban is he's a little more outside of sports, but, you know, if people want to call me a hypocrite for saying, well, Brian, you're, you're for Mark Cuban saying stuff, but, you know, not other NBA players... I guess you have a little bit of leeway there, but I look at Mark Cuban as a bigger person than just the Dallas Mavericks. But you know what? I'll be fair. I'll be fair. I'll be Brian. I'll be fair. Uh, But, you know, he likes to wag his finger and be so pompous and so self-righteous. And look at him. Can't control what's going on in his own house. You know, you have the CEO or president, you know, trying to like proposition women nonstop, grabbing them, fondling them. And then you have a writer, just a shitty fucking writer for your website. Like who goes to the Mavs.com and is like, oh, I really got, I got to see the newest fucking Dirk Nowitzki, you know, suck off piece. Like who gives a shit? This guy beat up his girlfriend, was arrested, you know, suspended. And, you know, obviously Cuban knew about it, brought him back, then beat up another girl and then got rid of him. Like this is a, this is a writer, a beat writer. You know, are you kidding me? You know, the dime a dozen. They're sitting there arguing on Twitter about who broke stories. They're not that fucking important, no matter what they say. So, Mark Cuban, 
that is uh, that will be interesting. He just got fined six hundred thousand dollars, which is like you know nothing. Uh, about saying that he basically wants teams, he wants his team to tank for uh, draft picks. So now it'll be interesting to see what the NBA does with this. You know, they they, they talked about this on WEI the other day. You know, he it's it's not the same as you know Jerry Richardson in Carolina or the same as Donald Sterling and his comments because technically right now Mark Cuban has done nothing. He he knows he knows nothing and he's done nothing. So I mean he's just nothing everywhere. Could Adam Silver, who listen, he's everything by the way. He's another one who gets it. We just we just love him. He's a national. Tre- if you type national treasure, I want you to jump off a cliff and I want you to find the tallest cliff you can possibly find. I want you to drink cyanide and then jump off a cliff. I want you to do it at the same time. National treasure. You know, at that point, I mean, you basically have just said, I like Michael Kay and Jimmy Fallon. You have nothing to contribute to society. You're terrible. But he's another one, Adam Silver. He gets it. We love him. Gotta love boy. I really love him. He's wonderful. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. He's a goddamn commissioner. You'd think it was Jesus Christ. I said Jesus Christ again. So be interesting to see what he does going forward with this. Be very, very interesting. Uh, we're at 41. Uh, we'll get into the six mile visits next time. But I just want to, I guess we'll end with uh, Mr. Michael K. Um, you know, I, I've said this before about Michael K. I don't even know anything against him. You know, maybe he does do a nice show. He's kind of a little too happy-go-lucky woke boy for me. That That's my personal opinion. Um, not even a woke boy, but just like he's it's it's a he's a he's like a he's he's ESPN radio. But he doesn't fit them to a T, but he's still like in that same family. You know what I mean? He, he's he's on the town line. He lives in town, but he's on the town line. Terrible analogy. Um, but you know, when the, the early ratings came out for, uh, Francesa's swan song, he was like up on Francesa for like a, uh, let's see, like a percentage point. And, you know, Kay was claiming victories from the mountaintop, you know, throwing kisses and roses to his adoring fan of three. And he, he couldn't have been happier and how Francesa was a bad guy. And listen, maybe Francesa is a bad guy. You know, I don't want to sit here and stroke his ego. He does it enough, but you know, the ratings come out and we all shit all over. And, you know, we had Chris Carlin on here and uh, I, I told him that, he, that I, I think the show needs improvement in certain ways. And who the hell am I? Now, the show didn't do great in the ratings. It certainly wasn't number one, but they still beat Michael K. And the great Tim and Milford called Michael K and his band of idiots. Uh, I don't even, even know anything about Donald Greco, but Peter Rosenberg, you know, him and him and Michael Rappaport could go put him in a nice Viking funeral and send them out to, to see, to never see them again. Um, he called him and said, uh, well, let, let, let's play a little bit. The uh, Neil Best article, uh, and I, I would have sworn your ratings would have went up since Francesca mm-hmm. retired, but mm-hmm. they actually went like way down and you finished behind WFN mm-hmm. guys. I'm just curious if you had a comment or a take on it. I didn't hear you say anything about it yesterday, so I was just curious... Well, you should be curious. Uh, everything's fine. Uh, we trust the process. Everything's cool. Trust the process. I trust, trust the process. The process. We, did, we didn't discuss that we were going with the trust the process. No, thing. no, I like the trust the process. <laughs> okay. So we're, 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 we're as happy as clams, Tim. But thank- I will gladly give a detailed statement when the actual ratings come out in two months. I will, I will give a full, detailed, nerdy radio ratings conversation for those who now care about it. Trust the process, everybody. We're happy with our show. Well, I would just wonder from the person that called, do you like the show? Because if you like the show, then what do you care where it finishes? If you enjoy it, but you you know you only listen to the show if it's doing better. 
Also, according to LaGreca, now, ratings don't matter. You know, as long as you're a fan of the team, you know, as long as you're a fan of the show, that's all that matters. Just keep listening. Ratings don't matter. Can these guys be just bigger losers? I mean, not not only in, in the ratings, but I mean, just in general, why would you ever say that? I mean, if, if I were Michael K, I would just stick to, you know, tell his guys to just stick to that or whoever, just stick, you know, and say, this is, let's, let's, let's look at the full ratings book. And Peter Rosenberg, you know, whatever. I think he was the one that said it, right? Uh, let's let's wait for the whole ratings. But that's fine. You know, I'll even give him that. Don McGregor, really? Why do ratings matter? Oh, get the fuck over yourself. Why do ratings matter? Why does anything matter? How does your job? Imagine going to like a job performance review and be like, Oh, well, uh, you know, Brian, the, uh, you know, you, you need to do better here, here, and here. I mean, we're, we're, we're concerned about it. You know, so-and-so is outperforming you here. Yeah, but... But, but Rob, like, why, why does it matter? You know, why, why does my performance matter? I mean, you know, I mean, who cares? As, as long as some people like it, right? I mean, and they're loyal, then who really gives a shit, you know? It doesn't matter. That's loser talk. You, talk, you know who speaks loser talk? Losers. I shouldn't even be, like, even care about this subject, but it's, it's so... <laughs> Michael K, again, I have heard nothing but nice things about that guy, meeting him. People met him in, in you know, in the streets and... In the streets, as if he's, you know, handing off baggies to people on the wire or something. Yeah, let me get two twenties over here. You know, when they meet him in public, that he could not be a nicer guy, more friendly. But I mean, is there anything more soft than his skin? Like a baby's bottom, just so, so soft. He could sleep on his skin. It's just it's so so soft. Charmin soft. That doesn't even do it. It's it's like cotton model modal. <laughs> Modal, uh, it, it's he is he's unbelievable, and that that show. I don't even listen. I don't listen to the more. I don't listen to the afternoon show. I listen to podcasts, like I said, I listen to myself. Uh, but I mean, I I'm I, I'm I'm shocked by that response from them. I really am. I really am. Uh, so we'll get into other stuff next week. That's that's the podcast. This is a, this is a marathon one. A lot to talk about. Lot lot to fucking talk about. So. I'm going to talk to you later. Remember, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. We're fucking back, baby. Yes, you missed me for a week, but we're back. So let's let's uh, let's root me on. I want to hear people congratulating. First of all, I'd like to hear people say good luck on the 4K, excuse me, 5K. Uh, don't forget that last K. Um, <laughs> not the loser K, but the K in the, you know, in the race. Not, forget the other K. We'll wait for the whole ratings book to come out. Hey, so what? What does it matter? I want to hear people. Uh, I want to see people tweeting me tomorrow and Friday and Saturday morning saying, good luck. We know you can do it. And if not, then uh, you know, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be disappointed. If I get five people, I think that would be a, uh, I know the more than five people listen to this podcast, but I want, I want people out at BrianBuck13 to tell me, good luck. We know you can do it. We want you to do it for us. And okay, we get it, Brian. Uh, so at Brian Buck Thirteen, at Red Ticket Blues. So with all that being said, enjoy the rest of your goddamn week and weekend. You know, spring training. <laughs> I'm gonna.